At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. VSIN, the sports betting network. Scott Sandberg back here. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Always on Twitter at Scott's on air, S C O T T S O N A I R. The Stanley Cup playoffs rolled on with the Eastern Conference Finals getting underway at Madison Square Garden in New York and the Rangers absolutely dominate the Tampa Bay Lightning, the defending back-to-back Stanley Cup champs by a score of 6-2. to two. And this was a game in which the Rangers were clicking on all cylinders. Uh, Igor Shesterkin was fantastic when it looked like Tampa was right back in the game. The kid line was amazing. Philip Hedl with two more goals. The stars came through with goals by Mika Zibanejad and Artemi, Artemi Panarin. And... They jumped out to a lead, bang, one minute into the game. And then right then, the Garden's rocking. Sloppy turnover by Tampa Bay. And that was really the theme of a lot of the play in this game. Sloppy turnovers by Tampa Bay. But the Rangers get out to a great start. Tampa ties it. Rangers take the lead. Tampa ties it again. Then Rangers score, and they don't look back. They get a goal 30 seconds into the third period as well. And they just continue their excellent play on the power play. And now they have a 1-0 series lead in the Eastern Conference Finals. And this next game is going to be so very important. I'm curious to see how the Tampa Bay Lightning bounce back mentally from this game. You would think that they'll bounce back just fine if you look at their record in... Uh, games after a loss. The streak is incredible. They just don't lose after a loss in the playoffs. If they win this game and the series is tied at a game apiece, they will erase everything that happens here in game one. And all the positive vibes that the Rangers are feeling will go away because Tampa did their job. When you are the road team in a playoff series, all you are trying to do is to steal home ice. And if they win in game two, they will have done just that. Steal home ice. And so, yeah, the Rangers can feel great about their win here. But they're not going to feel too good going to Tampa with the series tied at 1-1. Because then, with the blink of an eye, 
they could return back to Madison Square Garden and be down 3-1, albeit a familiar role that they've been in in these playoffs. And I know all the comments after the game, they were asked, uh, players were asked all these questions about, hey, it's nice to finally have a lead in a series, you know? <laughs> uh, but here's where the Rangers are with the 1-0 series lead and have the Avalanche and the Western Conference with a 1-0 series lead. And so it's never too early to start thinking about the Stanley Cup final. And no, I'm not putting any team in the final just yet, but let us you can now take a look early here at the odds for the most valuable player, the Conn Smythe winner. And what's different about the Stanley Cup final and the Stanley Cup playoffs as, as a whole uh, from other sports is the Conn Smythe trophy is awarded to the most valuable player in the playoffs, not in the Stanley Cup final. Now, it goes to a player on the Stanley Cup final team, but you, you, you have to consider the entire body of work. So that conversation was one of uh, many conversations that our very own Adam Burke talked about earlier here on VEASAN. Okay, let's look at the Conn Smythe Trophy odds right now, trying to get ahead of things, uh, Adam Burke. Nathan McKinnon, he's plus 300. Uh, that guy's on a mission again, uh, really speaking about how they should have been in Stanley Cup Finals years ago. Kale McCarr is off the charts good. We all know about that. You got Vasilevsky on this, on this list, too. Shesterkin on the list. Um, Connor McDavid at 10 to 1. Does that stand out to you at all? Well, look, I mean, if... If Edmonton is going to win the Stanley Cup, Connor McDavid is going to be the MVP. Right. But what we saw last night makes me believe that they won't get through this series. So I don't really think that taking Connor McDavid at 10 to 1 is, is that great of an investment. Look, as you said, they battled back, and that's great. But also, too, I, Colorado could have kept scoring, I think, if they really wanted to. And then they were trying to slow that game down a little bit, yeah. maybe try to give their goaltenders a little bit of confidence going into game two, which I don't really think worked out. But, you know, Colorado, what they did over the first half of that game – makes me really think that they're going to win this series in probably five or six games. So I wouldn't take a guy like McDavid. So I think at that point, you have to be looking at the Avalanche players. Kale McCarr is probably the guy plus 325 that I think has the most upside mm -hmm. because this series looks so wide open that he'll create a lot of offense from right. the blue line, a lot of offense on the breakout. So to me, I think he'll wind up being maybe the leading scorer in this series, if not close to it. But for me, I think the guy that you have to look at in terms of that list is Andre Vasilevsky at plus okay. 550. Because if Tampa Bay wins it, the odds are very good that Vasilevsky wins the Conn Smythe Trophy because while they're a pretty good offensive team and you've got Nikita Kucherov there at 10-1, to 1, this looks like, this series between the Lightning and the Rangers, looks like a pitcher's duel, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Just a knockdown, drag-out rock fight where Vasilevsky's going to have to be good, maybe have to be better than Igor Shosturkin, and you know, the numbers that he's put up in closeout games and all of that, I just think Vasilevsky, especially if they play this Colorado team that looks like they can't be stopped, then you know, Vasilevsky's going to have to be really good in the finals. So to me, I think if you like Tampa Bay to mm -hmm. win this series against the Rangers and win the Cup, Vasilevsky at plus 550 is, is your look for MVP. I like that information right there. Kale McCarr at plus 325. Again, those offensive defensemen, uh, they are incredible. Certainly that guy is off the charts good. But let's get to Tampa Bay. Real quick, I guess I should say this, just to, you know, yep. a little bit more on the Vasilevsky point. You can get Tampa Bay plus 230 mm -hmm. to win the Stanley Cup at MGM, or Vasilevsky plus 550 to win the MVP. Okay. And I think if Tampa Bay wins it, 
it's Vasilevsky's award. So you're getting more than $3 more worth of value in terms of taking Vasilevsky as opposed to taking the Lightning to win the Cup. So I think that's a really worthwhile gamble. If you're thinking that the Lightning do at least get past the Rangers, and I, I do think that will be the case, then you can decide if you want to let Vasilevsky ride, if you want to hedge it a little bit with a Colorado series price, something like that, you create some options for yourself. Our very own Adam Burke with Mike Pritchard earlier here on VSIN, and he makes some great points. Uh, after all, uh, Andre Vasilevsky it was the guy last season, despite the fact that Braden Point led, had a monster postseason, led the way in goals. It was Andre Vasilevsky who was the Conn Smythe winner. Last season uh, in the playoffs, 16 and 7 with a 1.9 goals against average, a save percentage of 937 in that postseason. The first goaltender to win the award since uh, Jonathan Quick won in the 2011-2012 postseason. He went 16-4 and with a 1-4-1 goals against average, a 946 save percentage. The year before that, Tim Thomas from Boston won the award 16-9 and overall, a 198 Goals against average, a 9-4-0 save percentage. Taking a look at the goaltending right now in the Stanley Cup playoffs, you've got uh, the goals against average um, right now. Well, let's see. Uh, Igor Shesterkin right now, 9-5 in the playoffs. And he's got a 9-2-9 save percentage. That is the highest among the amongst the players that are still alive in these playoffs. Vasilevsky, meanwhile, has a 9-2-3 save percentage compared to the 9-3-7 that he had last year when he won the Conn Smythe. So Shesterkin actually having a better postseason, uh, well, not that much, 9-2-9, a little better than Vasilevsky's 9-2-3. None of them are at the 9-3-7 that he was at uh, but then again, we still have plenty more games to play, a couple of shutouts here or there, and uh, we will see uh, what the final numbers look like. And as far as the scoring goes for the odds for the Tampa Bay Lightning, let's just look at it this way. Uh, uh, Nathan McKinnon is the favorite right now, and so is Kale McCarr is the second favorite to win the Consumite. Both Colorado players Taking a look at the uh, points right now for Nathan McKinnon, he's got nine goals, six assists, 15 points. Now, that just falls so short in comparison to Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, who have 29 points and 28 points. The only reason why McKinnon is the favorite and Kale McCarr with 16 points more so than McDavid and Dreisaitl, is because the Avalanche are the favorites to win the Cup, and they have a 1-0 series lead. But if we're looking at those odds, first off, Igor Shesterkin has to now elevate past Andre Vasilevsky, because with the Rangers winning Game 1, they, even though it might not play out this way, should overtake them in the futures market. Actually, right now they haven't. Avalanche plus 330, Rangers plus 380. So still very interesting there. But I would have thought that they would have been having a 1-0 series lead. If you look at the skaters, in the past several years in between the goaltender wins, so let's go 2019-2020, 
through, you know, back going back to 2012-2013, the highest point total was 27. And at Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Looking at this year, you already have McDavid and Dreisaitl above 27. Mika Zibanejad for the Rangers has 21 points. Adam Fox has 20 points. And yet Zibanejad is all the way down the list at like 30 to 1. Adam Fox I don't even see on the list. Philip Heedle's a guy who scored twice here in game one. He's got eight goals in the playoffs from the Rangers. I get it. If the Rangers win, it's Shesterkin, but... There's some guys that should be a little bit higher on this list. I'm Scott Zadenberg. It's the look ahead here on VSIN. Today. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, BetRivers has you covered. BetRivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, L.A., New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Zadenberg back here. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And uh, there's so much talk about MVPs, right? We're talking about the finals MVP. Talking about the Stanley Cup playoffs MVP. What about the Major League Baseball MVPs? Both in the American League, obviously, and in the National League. Right now, the favorites to win the award in the American League is Shohei Otani, followed by Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, and then the guy who I really think deserves this, and I don't know if he's going to get it, but Jose Ramirez for Cleveland. In the National League, you're looking at Mookie Betts as the favorite now. Then Manny Machado, Paul Goldschmidt, Bryce Harper, my selection, Pete Alonzo, who's now at 14 to 1, and Nolan Arenado. It's interesting in the National League, Arenado and Goldschmidt, teammates, and Freddie Freeman's next. Uh, well, Freddie Freeman, so if you want to count Freddie Freeman in the top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So of the top seven, you have two Dodgers in Freeman and Betts, and you got two Cardinals in Arenado and Goldschmidt. And in the American League, you got Trout and Otani, two of the top three favorites on the same team. Someone that has, of course, invested in Mike uh, uh, Shohei Otani, 
amongst others, is our very own Jason Weingarten, host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast, joins us on this show many times. Uh, earlier here on VSIN was a guest of Gil Alexander's and did a little blind uh, resume test when it comes to the MVP awards. Let's watch. Blind resume. Again, this this designed to try to help you decide, at least in the month of May, who might be a good bet, who might be a bad bet. All right, we're back to uh, solid performances in the month of May. These are hitters. 29 hits, 23 runs, 8 homers, 18 ribbies, though an astronomical K rate. Good Lord. Someone's striking out at a 32.1% K rate. Wow. 302-385-625 slash. And then below him, uh, someone who has had a really good month as well. 24 hits, 17 runs, 8 homers, 16 RBI, 21.4% K rate. Not quite as astronomical as the one above. And you see the slash as well. Who you got here, player A and player B, Jason? Player A with the 30-plus percent strikeout rate is Mike Trout. And on the bottom, we got Jordan Alvarez, who uh, I would not have considered an MVP candidate, but those numbers say, you know, he's almost as good as any of these other guys. The Trout thing is amazing, though, isn't it? Is there, a, is there an equivalent for this guy in any other sport? Like, we never think about him. And yet he is just excellence, game in and game out, month in and month out. He's probably the best player in baseball year in and year out. And it's like, I always use my buddy Tommy in D.C. as the gauge for this kind of stuff, right? He's a, he's a huge football fan. He's a casual sports fan of, of most everything else. And if I said to him, I go, could you pick Mike Trout out of a, a lineup? He'd be like, not a chance. It's incredible. Most people in L.A. can't pick Mike Trout out of a lineup. And he's, you know, one of the biggest superstars in 500 miles of here. Would you make, would you put a bet on Mike Trout or is the number too short? Too short for me. I would need, you know, I want to see him drift out closer to 10 to one um, before I, I, I don't think I have any, I don't have any judge. I don't have any trout. I don't have any Raphael Devers. Uh, the only other guy I bet money on for uh, MVP is uh, Jose Ramirez before the season. Jose Ramirez doing huge things, but it's in Cleveland and feels like it's in oblivion as a result of that. Have we, you know, we talk about like LeBron MVP fatigue or hey Patrick Mahomes, you can give it to him every year. Has the do you think the pendulum has swung on Trout a little bit with that? Where we're like, hey, wait a minute, we should probably be thinking about Mike Trout a little more. Not really, because other than being injured, I don't think he really went anywhere. You know, he's still he's still there. He's still great. Uh, the odds makers haven't really discounted him very much. There was there's a brief window where he kind of drifted up to like ten to one early in the season. Uh, other than that, his his numbers have been pretty consistent. And now I think he's just overvalued. And now we know him as the worst fantasy commissioner ever. Did you hear this, Tommy Pham? The 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 latest layer of the Tommy yeah, Pham. Yeah, I saw Doc it late last thing. night. I didn't get a chance to read what's going on, but uh, <laughs> Tom, sounds like they got some some issues. Tommy Pham has now decided to up it. Jo Tommy Pham, who slapped Jock Peterson for making transactional moves in their fantasy football league that, that he objected to, and then having the audacity to put a meme out there that that he felt was was disrespectful. Now he's like, you know what? Mike Trout was a terrible commissioner. He should have stopped. What is wrong with Tommy Pham? Like, who talks Tommy about Tommy Pham's going to end up playing in Mexico oh, very, yeah. very soon if yeah. he doesn't shut his mouth. He should really stop talking. All right, now here's A.L. Cy Young, blind resume. Player A, 33 and two-thirds. This is uh, how many starts are we talking here? Like four or five, kind of? 
four or five. Also month, month of May. Of Sorry, month May also. Uh, this one has given up 12 earned runs and 33 and two-thirds, three homers, that's it. It has a 45 to 5 K to walk ratio. Wow. 12.03 Ks per nine. Nice. Oh, look at that. Look at the fielding independent in the XFIP. 2.07 and 2.21. Wow. Player B, uh, very similar. In fact, has given up fewer earned runs, just seven to the uh, player A12. Also the same amount of homers. The K to nine, uh, excuse me, the K to uh, walk ratio, not quite as uh, spectacular. But um, look at that. A, not only his baseball card stats are better, 1.95 ERA, but so, but his advanced stats not quite as good. All right, who's A and who's B? Player A is Garrett Cole. Player B is Nestor Cortez. And that's to say I would be selling Nestor Cortez at these numbers. I'd be buying Garrett Cole at these numbers, the the advanced stats, the XFIP and everything are saying that Cole huh. is underperformed and Nestor Cortez is slightly overperformed. 100%. Wow. I don't think I realized that about Garrett Cole. So Garrett Cole, like Trout, very quietly, right, putting together this just 45 to 5 K to walk, 2.07 fielding independent, 2.21 XFIP. Where can you get Garrett Cole AL Cy Young right now? Where about seven and a half to one. Seven and a half to one. Huh. I mean, I like him. I like him more wow. than Verlander. Me Verlander's too. got, uh, you know, similar xFIP, three point seven five xFIP, uh, seven point six seven K to nine. And if you take a look at Verlander, maybe after his start here on uh, Wednesday, where he was just phenomenal. Um, you know, it, it kind of dropped down his ERA 2.03, a 3.66 FIP. Uh, Verlander's X FIP is at 3.45, so uh, actually is due for a little bit of positive regression, as good as he has looked right now. And he looked great here on Wednesday. I'm kicking myself. Uh, I, uh, Astros' first five was a play that I gave out on the VSIN best bets page, um, but I th- it should have been like. The top play. Like I wish you ever you ever win a bet. I mean, it happens all the time. We're I mean, we're, we're sports betters. This is what we do. Like when you win a bet and you're like, I wish I had more on it. You know, how can we never feel that way when we lose? I mean, when we lose, it's like I wish I had less on it, obviously, or none at all. But uh, it's like I, I, you know, I won a bet, but I I don't feel good because like I, I should have won more on it. But Justin Verlander uh, flirts with the no no like he's done in the past. He goes seven innings, allows three runs uh, on two hits, but those two hits didn't come until the seventh inning. So Verlander goes through the first six innings and absolutely just dominates before giving up a couple of hits and a couple of runs there in the bottom of the seventh inning. And I should have known, Verlander, coming off of that bad performance his last time out, uh, this was going to be a, a massive bounce-back performance. It's just he's too good of a pitcher to, to have just two bad performances like that, and you knew it was just going to weigh on him. This was going to be something that he was going to be extra motivated to kind of get that sour taste out of his mouth and really uh, perform at a high level, which exactly what he did against a, a team in Oakland that – doesn't exactly have a lot of bats that strike fear in your hearts. They're kind of uh, quiet bats. 
Uh, we'll take a look at the Major League Baseball board coming up here for Thursday. We have a couple of day games. We have a doubleheader on the schedule. A game that was postponed here from Wednesday is now being played on Thursday. Doubleheader action. So we'll get you up to date on everything going on there. Plus, any advantage spots that we can find maybe coming off of what we saw on Wednesday. And how does that translate into what we could see coming up here on Thursday? We'll get into that coming up next. I'm Scott Sadenberg. You can hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Currently the record for the year, 35-20-1 on the play of the day. Overall, 115-70-4 in Major League Baseball. Take a look at the board next right here on The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Raise your tequila and your game. Join the Taste of Victory Challenge presented by Sincoro Tequila and compete free for your share of $15,000 in total prizes. Enter this three part prediction pool series and make your hoops predictions to shoot for a share of the cash. Head to DraftKings.com slash Sincoro now to get in on the action. Sincoro Tequila. Life well played, 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And as always, drink responsibly. Scott Seidenberg back here. It's the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network, as we look ahead to the Major League Baseball board here for Thursday. And it gets started with uh, several day games, including the Angels and the Yankees, who will play game one of a doubleheader in the Bronx after we were washed out here on Wednesday. Shohei Otani against Nestor Cortez, as the Yankees are a minus 125 favorite in that game total of seven and a half. Game two of the Yankees doubleheader is scheduled between Reed Detmers and Jamison Tyone. The Yankees are minus 120, total of 7.5 in that game number two. Other day game action, the Twins and the Tigers from Detroit. Chris Archer goes against Alex Fiedo. And Minnesota minus 135 with a total of 8.5. The Rays take on the Rangers. The Rays finally getting a win over the Rangers in 11 innings. You got Corey Kluber on the hill. He goes against Taylor Hearn. For Texas and the Rays minus 135 with a total of eight and a half at 307 Eastern time. The White Sox and Blue Jays from Toronto and Blue Jays heavily favored here and rightfully so. Uh, I'm going to look at a first five play here on the Blue Jays. Alec Manoa takes the hill against Johnny Cueto. Johnny Cueto this season uh, since joining the um, the White Sox pitched. Very well, actually, in his first two outings. Uh, Six innings, no runs allowed, just two hits in his first outing against Kansas City. Against the Yankees, he goes six shutout innings once again. Uh, But then against Chicago, he gets lit up. Five runs on nine hits in six and two-thirds innings. And just taking a look here at uh, Cueto this season, if you look at his uh, advanced numbers right now, pitching to a 277 FIP, 
an XFIP of 4.05. So there is signs of regression coming for Johnny Cueto. Doesn't exactly look as good as those uh, first two starts would have showed you. Alec Manoa, meanwhile, though, he also could be headed towards a little bit of regression because he has looked great this season. He's pitching to a 177 ERA, uh, but a FIP of 314 and an XFIP of 354. So maybe some regression signs coming from him as well, but he has been very, very good this season. Looking at Alec Manoa's uh, logs here, um, just curious to see his performance here's performances in the first five innings of games. So the last time out against the Angels, he allowed two earned runs, three total runs, and those runs all came three runs in the first five innings there. Prior to that, he, uh, against Cincinnati, allowed one run in the first five innings. Against Tampa Bay, he allowed zero runs in the first five innings. Against Cleveland, we won't go back this far, but... Against Cleveland, he allows two runs, excuse me, in the first five innings. And let's see, against the Yankees, he allows zero runs in the first five innings. So, I mean, Alec Manoa could certainly be a guy to back. He has had uh, quite the season so far for the Blue Jays. And the White Sox just don't really seem right, 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 right now. Uh, Minus 190 Toronto, total of eight and a half. Giants and Marlins. This is an interesting lean here for me. I got to dive into this a little further. But you got Sandy Alcantara on the hill, who is one of the top pitchers in all of baseball. Sandy Day is my favorite day when it comes to betting on the Marlins. His last time out uh, against Atlanta goes eight innings, allows just one run. Prior to that, Against Atlanta again, he throws a complete game. He allows three runs. However, none of them were earned. Got out of the game. They won four, three, three unearned runs scored thanks to errors in the field. Against Washington, he goes eight innings, allowing just one run. Against Arizona, he goes seven innings, allowing just one run. He is on a roll right now, and he goes deep into games. The pitch count in his last several starts, when he went 8, 9, 8, 7, 108, 115, 199. He ain't a guy that you just got to worry about the first five with. He's a guy that's going to go the length of the game. Alex Wood, meanwhile, has had a okay season for the Giants. His ERA is higher than his FIP, which shows that he is a candidate for positive regression, that he is going to pitch better than what his numbers are telling you on the surface right now. The Marlins just played a doubleheader in Colorado. Hopped on a plane and flied back across the country to Miami. This was a road, this was a travel stretch that started with a two-game series in Tampa. And I know Miami to Tampa is not terrible, but you know, they go from Tampa, then fly up to Atlanta, 
again, short flight, quick travel, but then go across to Colorado, play the doubleheader here on Wednesday, which featured a ton of runs. They won 14-1 to in game one of the doubleheader. They lose 13-12 in game two of the doubleheader. So lots of scoring, lots of activity. And now they have to fly home to take on the Giants. The Giants, meanwhile, coming from Philadelphia. This is like the start of their final series of the road trip. They were in Cincinnati. From Cincinnati, they go to Philly. And now they go down to Miami. It just seems to me that this could be a game that maybe starts out slow for both teams. Miami's a minus 140 favorite with a total of seven. I might be leaning towards a first five under. Thinking that Miami's going to be sluggish after the doubleheader on Wednesday in Colorado and then traveling, getting in late. You know, they probably got in in the wee hours of the morning here uh, to, to Miami. And then you have to play the 6.40 Eastern time start against the Giants. I don't think Sandy's going to give up a ton of runs. If Alcantara gives up runs, it's going to be few and far between. So if he holds the Giants to two or fewer, I think the Marlins are only going to score. I don't know if the Marlins are going to score because I think they're going to be fatigued. Maybe first five under is the way to go here for the Giants and the Marlins. That's that's an early lean here for me. Uh, moving along on the schedule, my favorite day, Yohan Adon day. Uh, he goes against the Reds. Yohan Adon, we've detailed this before. He has made, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten starts this season. Ten starts. He is one and eight, but the team is one and nine in those starts. All nine losses, well, eight of the nine losses are by more than one run. Eight of the nine losses are actually by three or more runs. Most recent loss was a 3-2 loss to Colorado. And you ask yourself, can you even consider backing Washington in this spot? Going into Cincinnati against the Reds, a team that uh, is going to throw Graham Ashcroft on the hill. And he has made two starts this season, four and a third innings in his first start against Toronto, only allows two runs. Against San Francisco, goes six and a third, allows zero runs on four hits. The Reds are priced very low. Why? Because it's the Cincinnati Reds. But you're giving me any team in baseball. I don't care who you are. Any team in baseball, and it's against Joanna Doan, and it's minus 130, the Nationals who haven't scored a run in the last two games combined? Yeah. Reds are probably a play. I'm Scott Satterberg. I'll continue to look down the Major League Baseball board. Coming up next, give you a final selection on Game 1 of the NBA Finals, as well as Game 2 of the Western Conference Finals in the Stanley Cup playoffs. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. 
This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Summer Special is here. For only $39, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now until the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at vsin.com. And subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB Best Bets, Jonathan Von Tobel will have best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil will break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VSIN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want at the cost, is only $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vcin.com slash summer. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead on vcin. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Sports Betting Network as we continue to look through the Major League Baseball board here for Thursday. Uh, after the Nationals-Reds, we got the Angels-Yankees. That's game two of the doubleheader that we mentioned earlier. Uh, the rest of the night slate, Mariners and the Orioles. Chris Flexen against Jordan Lyles uh, in this one. Flexen is a guy that I'd be looking to fade, to be honest with you, uh, although he looked really good in his last home start. But then again, he's always been a guy that's been good at home, bad on the road. Uh, Padres and the Brewers. Boy, did the Padres look bad. I played the Padres here looking to avoid a sweep against the Cardinals. And you, Darvish, on the hill was dealing. Darvish was dealing. He allowed just one run in the bottom of the fourth inning. Padres scored one in the first. And it seemed like, man, it seemed like that was their best opportunity to just blow this game wide open. They had two runners on. Uh, Dakota Hudson looked like he was struggling in that first inning. They only scored one run. And then after that first inning, Dakota Hudson retired 16 Padres in a row. And Darvish looked great. And then with a 1-1 tie game in the bottom of the sixth inning, he allows a Paul Goldschmidt single followed by a Nolan Arenado two-run home run, and that was all she wrote. So the Padres come in, losers of three straight games, yet Sean Manaya on the hill against Adrian Hauser for Milwaukee, and the Brewers are minus 120 favorites at home here. Milwaukee coming off back-to-back losses 
to the Chicago Cubs. So you got two teams here coming off losses looking to right the ship. As for those Cardinals who are hot after those that sweep of the Padres, they go to Chicago to take on those Cubs, and it's going to be uh, Matt Libatore on the hill for the Cardinals. He gets he goes against Keegan Thompson, who has put together a very nice start to the season for the Cubs. Doesn't go deep into games, but he is five and zero right now with a sub-2 ERA. And if you look at Keegan's advanced numbers here, right now he's pitching to a 1.58 ERA, but a 3.49 FIP. And his ex-FIP is actually 3.75. His expected ERA is 3.13. So a lot of signs point to the fact that Keegan might be getting a little bit of luck on his side. And perhaps some negative regression could be coming. The Braves take on the Rockies. Austin Gomer goes against Ian Anderson. Atlanta behind Anderson is a minus 150 favorite. Total of 11. And then the game of the night. The Dodgers off of being swept by the Pirates, losing three games in a row in Dodgers Stadium. One of the more surprising sweeps that you will ever see in Major League Baseball. The Pirates entered the series with the worst run differential in all of baseball. The Dodgers had the best run differential in all of baseball. It's just the fourth time in the last 50 years that the team with the worst run differential swept the team with the best run differential in a road series. And that is what happened here, where the Pirates won three games against the Dodgers in Dodger Stadium. So how do you bounce back if you're L.A.? Well, you welcome in the hottest team in Major League Baseball, the New York Mets, winners of six straight games. Well, I guess the Blue Jays are the hottest team. They've won seven straight, but... Six straight wins from the Mets. They will. They are going against the Dodgers here. And it's Taiwan Walker for the Mets and Tony Gonsolin for the Dodgers. Gonsolin's been great this season. Pitching to a 1.8 ERA. And taking a look at his advanced numbers, Gonsolin right now pitching to a 3.19 FIP. Expected ERA of 2.48, which is still great. And Walker pitching to a 2.83 ERA. And let's see what uh, Walker's ex-FIP is at. FIP of 3.83. His expected ERA. So his ERA right now is 2.83. His expected ERA is 4.1. His FIP is 3.83. His ex-FIP is 4.5. So... Negative regression coming for Taiwan Walker. But can you back the Dodgers here? Minus 160, looking at the way that they swung the bats or lack thereof here in this series against the Pirates? Four runs, five runs, five runs. And 
the blown save by Kimbrell in the first game, losing 5-3 in the second game after they were down 4-0 for the second game in a row, and then losing 8-4 here in the finale of the series. I just, how could you have any confidence in this team? I, I just don't see it. It's, but then again, books are uh, posting the number for a reason, right? You have Gonsolin over Walker, so you got the pitching edge for the Dodgers. The Dodgers are at home. Mets cross-country trip. And it's just hard to ignore the Mets. One team has won six straight games. The other team has just lost three straight to one of the bottom teams in Major League Baseball. That's going to be one I might just stay away, but I'll dive into it, I'm sure, coming up here on Thursday. And, of course, like always, I will tweet out at Scott's On Air when the Major League Baseball card is up on the vcin.com Daily Best Bets page. When the, when the schedule is split like this with day games, uh, a, a bunch of day games, what I'll usually do is I'll just handicap the day games. If I have any plays on the day games, I'll send those out, and then uh, I'll take a look at the night games, and then I'll send those out later on in the day. So I'll start by having just the um, you know day games out on the Daily Best Bets page. We have game one of the NBA Finals. We are finally here. Feels like we've had multiple days off just waiting and waiting and waiting. Well, we have. The game ended on the Eastern Conference Finals ended on Sunday. We've waited Monday. We've waited Tuesday. We've waited Wednesday. And now the NBA Finals is finally here. I'm not changing my opinion pre-series. I'm on the Celtics to win this series. I got my ticket on Marcus Smart to be the MVP. But I'm on the Celtics to win the series. And if I'm on the Celtics to win the series, it means that I'm going to have to be on the Celtics to win a game in San Francisco. Which game is it going to be, though? I think it might be game one. I think this might be the chance where the extra days of rest while helping the Warriors with their health, might hurt them with their rhythm. I think the Celtics come in with a chip on their shoulder after beating the Heat. And yeah, you could talk about them blowing the lead, but if I'm on them to win the series, I'm on them to win at least one game on the road. And I do think that their best chance to do it is in game one of this series. Coming up this morning on Follow the Money, Aaron Rinning, NBA handicapper, will join the program at 8.15 a.m. Eastern time. Very interested to hear uh, the thoughts there from Aaron on what he thinks is going to happen here um, in this game one in particular with a three-and-a-half-point line. And then Mike Palm, uh, our very own host of Odds On with Amal Shah and uh, the uh, Circa VP of Operations, will join the program at 9 a.m. Eastern time. It's all coming up this morning on Follow the Money. You can follow me. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air. S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. What an incredible time we have in the sports calendar. NBA Finals finally underway on Thursday night. This is The Look Ahead here on VEASAN. At 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.